This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome back in. Hour number two of the outdoor program. Got lots of things going on on this big Memorial Day weekend. Of course, we are remembering uh, those veterans who made the ultimate sacrifice so that we can live the lives and enjoy the things we enjoy in this country. And they will never be forgotten. And Monday is an excellent day to remember them. And there's celebrations going on all over the country. And a lot of things take place in South Louisiana. We've got fishing rodeos to kick off of the Louisiana CCA Star Rodeo. Don't forget to get your ticket before you head out. I guarantee you there's going to be some tagged redfish caught by people who are not registered. And they'll miss out on boats and other prizes and trucks. And i got to tell you, it happens every year. And I'm Sure, it will happen again this year. Don't let it be you. All right, here's some more boat names for it. Number three, Forever Young. I guess some people would call their boat Forever Broke, maybe. But, uh, you know, boating is not the fountain of youth, but I guess a lot of people feel like boating and sailing and fishing keeps them feeling young. So that's a, a great name. And that was number three for 2018. Number two was Pearl. And I guess that's kind of a takeoff on uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean film series. You know, there was Pearl on there. Uh, it's a fictional ship named after that, and also uh, some people like that because it makes their vessel sound luxurious, uh, a pearl. That was number two. Uh, number one, Aquaholic, which had been on the top ten before in previous years, but then it kind of went away. So this one is, uh, uh, you know, I guess it's an addiction or overdoing it, spending a lot more time on the water than you should. Aquaholic, the number one boat name for 2018. All right, we had someone uh, asking about opening of the spillway. Uh, i got to tell you, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries has really been on top of this Morganza floodway potential opening. It looks pretty strong that they will have to open it maybe as early as next week. Here's some of the things that they're doing in preparation for that. Uh, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement is beefing up. They're going to be patrolling the waterways in Assumption Parish. Uh, they're also going to be uh, making all the preparations for emergency operations that may be necessary when they open that water control structure and that water floods through. I can recall uh, in the 70s, which brings me to the next aspect of it, which is impacts to wildlife. Uh, wildlife mortality is, is going to happen. Uh, the animals are unable to avoid that rising water. I can remember just the, it was went national news. There was a deer rescue that went on. Uh, some of the agents and biologists and State employees got in boats and went out and rescued deer that were swimming and stranded and put them on higher ground. Uh, that was back in the early 1970s. There's also going to be a lot of displaced wildlife that will get out over those levees, move on to roads and other people's properties. And you have to be especially aware of bears. We didn't have hardly any bears back in those days, but now that Chafalaya Basin is, is full of bears, so you're going to end up with some bear encounters in places where they're not normally happening. Uh, then you've got to be careful driving because some of this displaced wildlife is going to be on the highways and, and byways, so you've got to be careful with that. Uh, there also could be some damage to the infrastructure, the roads and the trails on the management area that's in that area. That could certainly increase. As far as fisheries, well, you know, there's uh, been a tremendous volume of real water for months now. 
Uh, more water might have less impacts on the freshwater life in the basin because it's fresh water going into fresh water. However, that still brings out some problems uh, for oysters. Uh, the, the Mississippi and the Chafalaya rivers uh, have really serious impacts on their basins and the oyster populations. Oysters can't move like fish and shrimp. They'll migrate. Even crabs can migrate away from fresh water. Uh, not so with oysters, so you can expect some uh, mortality on oysters where that fresh water's dumped across. Uh, as far as the crabs and shrimp, as I mentioned, they can move, but certainly they may be getting out of range for some of the trawl boats. You might have to go out further to find them. As far as fishing, uh, displacement of, of the fin fish is going to happen. Uh, those on the southern end and the salt water, certainly they'll either move to the east or the west to get away from it. Uh, some will be trapped in, in waters with low oxygenation from decomposing organic matter. They can't get out quick enough. You can expect some fish kills. Both fresh and salt water fish kills are possible as algae blooms with these hot temperatures. And I, I would really be surprised if we don't get some algae blooms in Lake Pontchartrain from the Bonnie Carey opening, and those can be uh, areas that are devoid of oxygen and certainly cause death to anything that breeds with gills. And, uh, of course, now there's one positive thing. It's colder water, and it could kill some of that aquatic invasive vegetation that we see. Uh, it's not That survives better in warmer uh, temperatures of water, and with this cold river water coming through, it might have a negative impact on at least the aquatic invasive generation, and also those algae blooms, and, uh, and when they happen and until the water levels return, we may expect to see also a lot of species of, of fish kills that take place. So that's some of the things we'll be watching for, the degree of what it's going to be. That's largely up to the length of the, of, of the opening, how much water is coming through before it finally drops and we can get it closed off. All right, uh, we take care of that. Now we come back after this. we got a fishing report for you. Mike Gallo joins us. He's been dealing with fresh water coming through Lake Pontchartrain into Lake Bourne and some of those areas. We'll see how he's dealing with it, how has he altered his fishing, because that's what you got to do. you got to be flexible. Back with Mike Gallo's report right after this time out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And this time of the morning, we have the Mike Gallo Fishing Report, a presentation of Tow. They bring you fuel whenever you need it, wherever you need it. Tow you in 24-7, get your jump started if you've got electrical problems. And peace of mind, knowing that rescue is just that one call away. You get all of that for only $179 for an entire year. It's renewable. Become a member. Call Captain Chris at 504-301-4545, or they'll sign you up online at Seatow.com. And by the way, Seatow is a major sponsor of the Parish Cup Redfish Championship that's coming to the Hopedale Marina on June 8th, Saturday, June 8th. If you want details on that, uh, you can check it out at the Hopedale Marina and also go on Seatow's website. That is Seatow.com. All right, Captain Mike is with us now. Mike, uh, you've been battling a lot of fresh water coming in through the Bonnie Carry and the Plancha Train for a while now. Uh, what's the plans this weekend for you? Well, I tell you, Don, the good thing is redfish love fresh water. And we've been seeing a lot of redfish caught, even in the local area. Big Cedar and Little Cedar Bayou and Lake Catherine shoreline, even the Lake Bourne shoreline is going to be accessible today with the lack of wind. And there's been redfish caught in all of those areas, a lot of small ones. You may catch 30 to keep 10, but it's good action. And uh, they're there. Myself, my clients would like to run across to the Biloxi Marsh. We're going to throw spoons. We're going to throw matrix craws 
and uh, we're going to catch some redfish that way. And hopefully we can catch as many as what they're catching in the local area. But that's what the client wants to do, and that's what I've been doing on the days that I'm able to get across and go fishing. Uh, you going to be able to go across Lake Bourne today? You're going to have to take some of the back roads. No, Lake Bourne's going to be accessible. I'm in Lake Pontchartrain right now, and it's like a three-mile-an-hour breeze. There's actually some pretty green water in Lake Pontchartrain. There were patches of it yesterday as I was coming back from the marsh. I fished with our friend Dutch Prager and his birthday friend Al Calabrese. Yesterday was Al's 75th birthday. We celebrated catching some redfish and having cheesecake on the water. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do you think Al will ever catch up with Dutch? Uh, Well... (laughs) He's trying. Hey, you know, that's a tall hill to climb. But, but I, I know. I know. Sure. Well, I know y'all had a good time. Yeah, Did he? He was a hot hand, huh? Yesterday. He had he the hot hand, huh? Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> well, listen, did, any did. trout reports at all from your area, or do you have to go further to the east to get them? Yeah, that's, that's the plan if you're going to go. Um, as I talked about last week, I went out to the islands and the water was dirty. And this week, I just didn't have the opportunity. It was windy Tuesday, seemed like Tuesday through Thursday. It was pretty windy. Um, and I, I stayed local on Monday and then yesterday over in the Biloxi Marsh and today again in the Biloxi Marsh. I haven't heard any report of trout unless they're coming from the, the rocks over by Hopedale and Shell Beach and I would imagine uh, Rob DeCampo filled you in on that. Yeah, he did. Uh, Mike, we're getting pretty near the uh, white trout time. What, in your experience, uh, does the impact of the Bonacari Spillway open to have on white trout? Is it the same on speckle or even more so? Because as far as I know, they really like the salty water, and I think that's why they come in a little bit later is when that water gets a little bit saltier on the inside. That's what I've always heard, that the – because we've, I've often asked the question when we're catching trout at the bridges, why don't we catch white trout mixed in with the speckled trout? And that was the answer I got from the biologists. They prefer a little higher salinity, and we generally start to see them in July, August, when normally our rivers are low and the saltwater wedge starts to make its way closer into us. Now, will that happen this year remains to be seen, but... Uh, I'd love to have them around because they give us something more to catch. I've been pounding these redfish this whole year, seems like. Well, there's a good supply of them. That's the good news. Uh, the other species that could really be adversely affected by, by low salinities is triple tail. Have you even spent any time looking for them or heard of any sightings at all? We're just getting to the temperature, the water temperature, where I've normally seen them. Normally 74, 75 degree water temperatures and higher. Um, a lot of the crabbers have pulled their traps out because apparently the crabs don't like the fresh water. So there's less targets for me to look at when I do run across. But I'm, I'm constantly looking for them. It doesn't matter if it's April. I look for them. I just figure I might find one that's lost and try to catch him. But I haven't seen any as of yet. I've heard of some being caught over out of Mississippi, but I haven't seen or caught any yet this year. Yeah, I was fishing down in Cocody this week, and we had a nice little run on some puppy drum. Are you finding any puppy drum mixed in with those reds? I caught a few puppy drum a couple of weeks ago fishing in the Mr. Go itself. 
had one of those windy days. There's a couple of areas in there that I like to fish where there's some shells on the bottom. And you just kind of stick. You know, you put your anchor down and you fish. You might not catch anything for an hour. But you're chumming the water, throwing shrimp heads in and chumming. And before you know it, you start getting some bites. And then the action picks up. And I was catching sheephead and drum with the occasional redfish mixed in. So it's a it's a chumming type of thing uh, in the Mr. Go. So I have caught some drum, and they were in the Mr. Go. Yeah, not a problem to make a box when you got active sheephead, reds, and drum. When you add up all the limits, and of course there's no limit on sheephead, uh, you, can, you can end up with a nice box. Mike, uh, you're starting to break up a little bit, so before you go, uh, I know they can find you on my website, but give us your website and telephone number. Very simple. My website is aaofla.com. It's a new website. We also have a YouTube channel with plenty of videos of you and I and Dutch and Al and all the characters we talk about while we're on the radio. And you can also reach me on my cell phone, which is 985-781-7811. Very good. Head east, Mike, and we'll catch up with you next week, my friend. Thank you, Don. Talk to you then. There he goes, across Lake uh, Pontchartrain and Lake Bourne, headed for the Biloxi Marsh. All right, a lot of people are doing that. I'm being told by way of text there are just tons of people. Everybody's trying to launch in St. Bernard this weekend. It's a big fishing weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend. And if you like to paddle for your fish, Captain Eric Mahabarak joins us right after this to give us some advice on where to catch them in your paddle craft on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And some people call it the Stroking Report, the Paddler's Report, uh, and some of us call it the Peddler Report, and so does this guy, Captain Eric Mahabarak. His reports are brought to you in conjunction with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, a wonderful organization, and it is presented by Massey's Outfit, as you're going to find them in mid-city of New Orleans, Covington, Baton Rouge, and they have got some of the best fishing models for kayaks from Hobie, Jackson Kayak, Native Watercraft. Check out their website at MasseyOutfitters.com, or you can check them out on Facebook. And today, from 11 to 3, they're having one of their demo days where you try before you, you, you ride before you buy, is what they say, at the LSU Lakes up in Baton Rouge. Oh, Eric joins mind. us now. And, Eric, I, I want to I talk to you about the most important thing first, the boo down. All right. You and I were the judging crawfish last weekend. And you brought me some boudin. I got to tell you, Eric, that's the best I've ever had, and I need more of it. That, that's the only problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that. Jameson has some good boudin. Let me tell you, uh, I'll text you the uh, the information on how to get in touch with him. You can find him on uh, Facebook, uh, boudin by Jameson. It's pretty awesome. Uh, uh, let me, I, I got a client with a fish on right now. Um, but, uh, he, uh, <laughs> you he, got he a lot going on. Um, well, you knew it. As soon as I called in, you, <laughs> he's going to get one. Um, but uh, we're we doing good right now. But, uh, yeah, well, what you got? Tell me That's where cool. you are and what you're catching. Where are you and what uh, you just got? We're not the motor group. We got two redfish uh, and one trout so far. We just got out here in the water, you know. The sun's coming up. It's absolutely gorgeous. Not, not No bugs. Uh Light breeze, sun is uh, beautiful. We got another one yelling. Uh, looks like we got another fish hooked up. Um, uh, uh, so we, we're doing pretty good this morning. You can actually see the redfish. The water is absolutely gorgeous here. Uh, so are y'all fishing on uh, artificials or live bait? What are y'all fishing uh, with bait? You know what we throwing the gold spoon. You know that that Johnson yes, spoon's yes, been working. We're gonna keep that up. Uh, 
but uh, we, we looks like we're having a good start to the day, and uh, can't can't go wrong with. It's got a group of five out today. So, uh, oh, great. You know, some of them are first times in the Hobies, and uh, they're handling it just fine. Got two ladies, and uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a family out here for the Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. So, well, I'll tell you what you I got. Uh, you, you gave some good information on Navarre Beach. Tell me what's going on over there, which is a lot. Man, when they can get offshore with the kayaks, they've been catching mahi-mahi. Now, it's not, it's, they're not big. You know, maybe eight pounds is the biggest one, some chipping dolphin. But, you know, some of the guys are coming in with six. Some have been coming in with ten. Uh, they've been seeing a few sailfish. Uh, to be exact, I know, know the person, a couple people that basically between the group of them have seen six so far. Those are starting to show up, which I can't wait to get a hold of me one of them. I haven't gotten one of those yet. Uh, they have been seeing a few topping. Every day they see one when they, when they get out. You know, that's the key. Um, also, they're catching some Spanish mackerel and uh, – and uh, they're, they're using the uh, gotcha and uh, what they call a, a pompano jig, which is uh, basically a shad rig, which has the, some of the, uh, the feathers cut off of it, you know, the little, the little strings on it or whatever you want to call it. Um, has an official mm-hmm. name for that. I can't remember. But uh, it's a small little jig. It's a shad rig is what it is, but it's very small. And uh, they're catching mm-hmm. them on the, on the gotchas and, and those pompano jigs. That's what they're catching the mai on and the Spanish mackerel and stuff. Uh, also, when they put in the live bait out there, when they catch them off of the sabiki rigs, they're getting some beautiful kings. Uh, you know, their kings aren't as big as ours over here in Louisiana, we, but you can get to them in the kayak, 15, 20 pounds. I've heard of a 25-pounder being caught so far. They are still getting a few cobia that are coming in. Uh, one of the guys landed one the other day. I think he was 35 or 33, something like that. I can't really recall right offhand. Um, they're also hitting the live bait or the cigar minnows. Um, you know, they're using the, um, just the kingfish rig with the, the treble hook and, uh, and the little small hook with the wire on it, 40 to 60 pound test wire, you know, pound test wire, piano wire. Um, what else they got going on? And then, uh, if you go by the sandbars and you just tight line, uh, with a shrimp, a squid or, or a sand flea, you know, that's old bottom rig. Uh, and just kind of anchor and sit, you'll get a uh, pompano still. You're still getting a few pompano, which makes it really good. You know, so it kind of, and it's it's about to take off and just get better. And uh, what, snapper season opened up this weekend, so I imagine I'll be getting some reports of some snapper from out that way, you know. Uh, yeah, well, you know, the good thing about that area is uh, it's it's a close paddle compared to Louisiana. You, you know, Virtually, you'd have to be ferried out there to do it in Louisiana to get to some of that blue water and catch species like dolphin and you know, some of these other ones, Cobia. Yeah. But there, it's easy. i got a suggestion for you, man. Why don't you do what I do and put together a Cajun invasion? If you can get enough people interested, uh, you could lead a crew of them over there, you know, and, and, and put a little trip together for people that want to go fish over that way and experience some of that. You know, Don, that, that's an idea, definitely. You might have to uh, work on that. that. That's actually a good idea, get a whole crew to go Well, tell people there. how to get in touch with you if they are interested in finding out about fishing Navarre Beach for some of those species like tarpon and, and, and the cobia, the lemonfish, and the pompano, and mai mai, that's stuff you're not going to be able to get to very easily here in Louisiana at all. Tell them how to get a hold of you. Well, they can contact me on Facebook, uh, the Louisiana Kayak Company, or Instagram, the Louisiana Kayak Company. But really the best way, if they want to chat with me, is uh, 504-313-8292. And uh, All right. that's, that's really the best way. And I, I answer the phone, I'll get right back to you. It's one or the other. 
All right. Hey, thanks again for that boudin. We had a contest last year with some of the top companies, and uh, your guy beat him. He put him, I mean, hands down. So congratulations to him, and thank you again for that. And good luck to you and your group out there down there today in Myrtle Grove. Y'all get some of those reds, man. All right. Yeah, and I'll send you that information on how to get in touch with him, all right, Don? Very good. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Y'all have a good one. All right. There it is. There he is. He's pedaling. I prefer those pedal kayaks, too. I've tried them both, you know, the – of course, the pedal, you can still use a paddle, but, uh, boy, it's so much easier when you got the hands free. All right, we come back after this. Uh, you know what time it is, Bad Boy the Outdoors. This time we go all the way to Michigan to find a candidate. Back with his story right after this time. Out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, taking a look at some of our text messages on our 87870 board. We're hearing from the old snake doctor. He's got the kayak and a combat launch. He's down in St. Bernard going for garfish on the 10-weight fly rod. Good luck to you on that. Uh, here's one that says the flag is limp at the Lake Town launch in Canada. That's good news. Keep those winds down. We've had enough of it so far this month. And we got to thank you to me and the Bayou Wild TV team for putting his pepper jelly with the sausage from Double D on this week's episode. That's from uh, David Hubble, Hubble's Hearth. He says, I appreciate it. A friend saw it and traded me two and a half pounds of speck fillets for three jars. A win-win. I agree, David. Y'all both came out winners there. Great stuff that Jelly's got. Uh, Mike D. from Gramercy is thinking about making a night trip to Grand Isle next weekend. Any word if the trout are biting off the bridge? I would got to say yes, they are. Uh, with the conditions we've got and the reports that are coming in, they're catching them all along the beach. Certainly the bridge at night would be a good shot. Uh, here's a boat named uh, Fistful Thinking. Yeah, that's pretty creative. And here's one down to another. It says, uh, isn't the month of June the one with free fishing? Fishing license not needed. Yes, it is. In Louisiana, it'll be the weekend of June 8th and 9th. In Alabama, it's a Saturday only. In June, you don't have to have a license uh, for those particular days. You can fish absolutely free. Uh, Speaking of Alabama news, that Baywatch boat ramp that has been closed for a couple of weeks, it is reopening today, at least it's scheduled to, and that's the one that's right next to the Highway 98 bridge at the mouth of the Fish River in Baldwin County. So if you've been launching in alternative spots, uh, be aware that's going to be open today. All right, and we're back with the bad boy of the week. We go all the way to Michigan to get you this story right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, the owner of two privately owned Servid POC facilities, that stands for privately owned Servid, also called the Deer Farm, in Osceola County, Michigan, has been arraigned on several charges tied to facility maintenance and inspection reporting in other areas. Orion Hopkins, 42, of Sears, Michigan, owns and operates Hopkins Trophy Whitetails. On Tuesday, in District Court, he pleaded not guilty to several violations. Now, his priors include failure to maintain fencing standards, inspection records, failed to submit annual reports, failed to maintain records of appropriate disposal of deer, failed to meet animal tagging requirements, did not produce records at the request of law enforcement, did not properly register his two facilities and properly report deer escapes. Well, evidently, he did not learn his lesson because now he's been served with 11 arrest warrants out of a DNR investigation. Each of these are two counts, one for each of his locations, failure to maintain farm records, failure to maintain fence inspection, 
failure to maintain facility standards, failure to submit annual inventories, operating an unregistered facility, and failure to comply with individual animal identification. Well, returning to court Friday, June 7th, for a pretrial hearing, and if convicted on this one, I don't think you'll hear his name again for those same ones. I think it'll be a second strike and out is 42-year-old Ryan Hopkins of Sears, Michigan, our bad boy of the outdoors. You know, that's shameful. Uh, it's a growing trend across the country that uh, people have an opportunity to hunt white-tailed deer on some of these facilities, uh, most of them on the up-and-up and present ethical hunting, but others like this one, you know, just don't want to play the game right. And unfortunately, the law catches up with them. All right, coming back right after this, uh, I just got a text. Flag is limp at Buris. That means good news for Ryan Lambert. Not a lot of wind. We've been dealing with it for a while. Hopefully it's gone. We're back right after this. Well, looks like the wind's going to give the plastic man a break. Now, if we can just get the water out of the parking lot of the launch, we'd be doing fine. <laughs> you can't have everything, Ryan. You can't have everything. Hey, we've run two trucks in the last two weeks trying to do that. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> One of them had to be total because they couldn't want two of them. They can't find what's wrong with them. You know, get some water. Who knows? It's uh, it's it's really high, but you know, you still got to go get it. And we're getting big trucks. We're buying old trucks. We're doing the, whatever we got to do to put the water, boats in the water. And uh, yesterday the the bite was early, so they was out of here, man, real early this morning. Because <clears throat> by eight o'clock, either you had you had fifty fish or you didn't have them. Because after that, you had to work till three o'clock in the evening. So when that the bite stopped, it, it took a long time hitting a lot of spots in order to get a limit. But, you know, that's fishing. So today there's no tide. It's the flip-flop in the tide. So it'll probably be difficult today. I have to fish the seed them myself. So hopefully I get some reconnaissance going there. I, uh, I went I went to look for different spots yesterday, and I caught some on the uh, rattle trap. I mean, in the uh, uh, <laughs> dead gumbo. I tell you what, just getting those for the birds, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, that's fun catching them on that rattle trap, though. That is fun. It is. You know, you just got to have something that, and we caught them on the chatterbait as well because the water is so dirty. You have to have something that really makes a lot of noise and try to get it as, you know, as over the oysters or, or shells or whatever you're fishing enough to keep it up. So that chatterbait, you can go slow with it and hold it up, and it'll it'll do a good job. The bigger reds were caught on that, but uh, all, the, all the boys are fishing shrimp, as you know, and and live shrimp was doing better than dead shrimp. And usually redfish don't care, but they cared this week. They're getting to be connoisseurs. I think they fed them too much. <laughs> Have y'all got the invasion of the hardheads going on down there too? Uh saw one yesterday. We catching freshwater cats. We had some nice freshwater cats yesterday. Oh, well, they welcome uh, aboard, those guys. Yeah. I might I might fish some uh, flatheads this season because I got some guys that want a redfish and then if we can catch catfish I know where I could go catch some some goujons so I'm gonna go slide in there and catch some of them big old flatheads that makes a good cubion. <laughs> but, yes, uh, it does. I do this. It's real calm today. Unfortunately, there's no tide. We got trout out to the west if you want to go, but I slid over there the other day. They had 51 boats sitting there in the mornings. We were Ooh. catching them so. Yeah, because you know the child are congregated in one area, and they now are. the shrimp season they open. Are. So now you got the shrimp boats on top of that too. So I said, well, I think I'll go fish redfish. You know, and get in that melee. 
and uh, you know everybody's chunking live shrimp. So I just try to stay away or, or go and hit spots away from everybody. It's hard to do when you got you know a hundred boats in the area because you got everybody from Grand Isle, Lafitte, Myrtle Grove, and if we try to go over there too, it's 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 a mess. So depending on the wind direction, the wind the the water will push toward the river more, and we'll be able to fish more to the east, you know, on our speckled trout. So there's some nice trout out there too. I mean, it's better than last year. I'm seeing more big fish. So it's coming well, that's around. good news. Do you, do, you, do you expect an opening of the Morganza's going to provide any relief in our river here? Um. I don't know. We already got forty percent of the river going that way. It's it's going to relieve it, but the reason they open it is because so much more water is coming. So all that's doing right. is taking taking away that water. They're sinking a barge today in front of it, and then they're going to open it ASAP because you know they're trying to let the, the animals get out of there. But we have uh, Oklahoma is underwater right now, northeast Oklahoma. So it's. It's just more and more water in the system. Everything's still flooded up there. The, the snow's still in the mountains. It's people don't know what kind of jeopardy we got going on here, but it's not just not pretty. I mean, we, yeah, even well, we need is a good drought. Yeah, with Bonnie Carey open, we still have sixteen eight something. I mean, that's whew, that's a lot of water. And, yeah, and to is. think of what's up, you know, it's a. Uh, it's dangerous, you know. One one breach and it could really, really be bad. You know what I worry about more than anything is those 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 holes that go under the river and they bubble up. You know, it's been so long, going on eight months now, and I tell you what, it just don't. <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> so you just you keep your eyes open, keep your plug in your boat, and if it happens, jump in the boat, fellas. That's all I can tell you. But um, we just keep on fishing. It's um. Like I said, I wanted to go get some of them big catfish today. I'm, I've been having a hankering for that. I looked at them yesterday, and today when uh, I get these customers coming, we're gonna we're gonna go do that. Sounds like a winner, Ryan. Tell people how to get in touch with you if they want to come spend some time down at the Cajun Fishing Adventures uh, Lodge and Resort. I call it a resort with the palm trees and the swimming pool. <laughs> Yeah, uh, actually, this week we were named top ten in the country by uh, by one of the uh, magazines USA Today. So yeah, we're getting good accolades on that Ooh. stuff. But they can go to congratulations, Cajun congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, they go to CajunFishingAdventures dot com, or they can call me direct on my cell phone at five zero four five five nine five one one one, and we'll get them hooked up. That's Miss Kinley talking. <laughs> Yeah, she's looking for a duck. She's got tell us she's got a ways to go before we get back to duck hunting. Yeah, for sure. She got a few more months. Yes, right, sir. Thanks for the report, Ryan. Y'all have a good time down there, my friend. Happy Memorial Day weekend. All right, but you have a good one. All righty. When we come back after this, uh, you might get a laugh out of this. California Department of Fish and Wildlife. They were awarded $8.5 million in funding for over three years by the Delta Conservancy to expand, of all things, a nutria eradication operations. We'll tell you how uh, how much of a struggle it's been for them right after this. We're back on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. 
All right, a couple of late texts. Uh, one of them says, good boat name is Coonasty. <laughs> and then someone said Sandboils. That's what Ryan was talking about, those uh, bubbling up undertows uh, in the rivers. It's called a Sandboil. Thank you for texting us that. And thanks to all of you who text us each week at 870-870. Well, I was talking about California Department of Fish and Wildlife uh, handling Nutria problem there. Yeah, Nutria have made it to California. In fact, they're all the way up in Oregon now. And, look, they're not letting them get a foothold. So they have taken some action. And they're throwing a lot of money at them. In fact, uh, the Delta Conservancy awarded them $1.2 million. And that had some uh, grants from Wildlife Conservation Board, U.S. Fish and Wildlife. Well, they first discovered this nutria problem. uh, And since then, they have gone on an eradication campaign. And in five counties, and they break it down by county, how many they got. They killed a total of 510 nutria. So in two years, a total of 1,019 nutria have been eradicated at a cost of $1.2 million. That figures up to be $117,762.51 per nutria. (laughs) California, you need to take a, a lesson from the Bayou State. Here in Louisiana, we put a bounty on the tail, five bucks per tail. Over that same time period, we eradicated 186523 and it cost us $1.9 million, $5 a nutria. You talk about efficiency, California spends over $117,000 per nutria. Get on the program, California. All right, a little programming note. Next week, at this time, I am going to be in St. Bernard Parish, one of the greatest parishes in the state of Louisiana. Uh, they're hosting a seafood market, kind of like a farmer's market, but with seafood. It's going to be at the Delacro Pier on Delacro Highway. And we'll be doing this program from 5 until 9. And then from 9 to 1, you're invited to bring your ice chest and Buy some seafood, wild-caught, fresh seafood, straight from the fisherman's boat. So make sure you bring your ice chest. Uh, Listen, tune us in, and then I'll see you down there. I'll be down there for a while when you get down there, while the supplies last anyway. And, uh, of course, they're going to have some already cooked food. There's going to be some local vendors and kind of a party going on down in St. Bernard at the Delacro Fishing Pier. That goes on from 9 until 1 or until the seafood is gone next Saturday morning. All right, again, I mentioned this at the top of the show. I want to mention it again. Our TV show that myself, Martha Spencer, Chris Lecoq, Chef John Foltz work on uh, has got an award, a Silver Telly Award, for a feature that our pro- photographer editor, Chris Lecoq, put together on the resurgence of the Louisiana state bird, the pelican. And if you haven't seen that, go to our Bayou Wild TV website. You can just go to BayouWildTV.com, look at all the past episodes, and find the one uh, about the pelicans. I'm sure you'll enjoy that. And while you're there, you might want to check out this week's show. We've got several airings today, tomorrow, all week on Cox Sports TV WUPL in New Orleans, WBRZ in Baton Rouge, ETEL, Vision. The website has all the times and listings. We got a great feature on a daddy-daughter fishing combination. Uh, Walter and Ireland Heathcock down in Venice. Uh, Another good feature on bringing back uh, an almost extinct species here in Louisiana. The story of the whooping crane comeback. One of the greatest conservation stories in the history of this country. And as far as the kitchen, come with me. I cook, and it's easy and quick. Uh, From Hubble's Hearth, I've got some of that uh, pepper jelly with some double D sausage. Believe me, very simple but very good. That's on Bayou Wild TV. Check it out. 
Co-host Martha Spence and I will be at Morton's this coming Monday, Memorial Day. That's where we're going to be taping the show. So come on by and have lunch. And from what I hear, we're going to have a big crowd over there. That's Morton's Restaurant on the banks of the Jefuncta River, Highway 22 in Madisonville. We'll be there at lunchtime. Hope to see you there. All right, coming up immediately following this, we are going to uh, have uh, Talking Guns. And you can listen to that on my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. Devin Burgess and David Klein from NRA will be talking all things firearms. And coming up uh, soon, we've got some fishing rodeos to tell you about, too. Shaw having their 24th annual on Saturday, June 1st, one week from today. And we'll see you next week on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.